From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Oh man, we are all here and I'm pumped up. I'm so excited. I am Scott Armstrong and I'm going to introduce to you before we talk about this topic today, all of the other Worthless Servants. To my right, AJ Fry. Hey guys. Then kind of pseudo to his right, coming from Don Bolivar, West Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, Natalie Franco. (laughs) Woo! Hello, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what you were going to do. There was like a pause there. I was like, wait, what is happening? Oh, and then to her right, kind of, because she's coming from a computer. But Emily is in the same room right now. Emily Armstrong. Hey, everyone. And then to finish off, you have all been waiting for it. It has been six episodes since we have heard from this wonderful person. Last but not least, Chelsea Fry. Fun facts with Chelsea. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) It's too fun. All right. Fun fact. Originally designed for industrial use, N95 mask mass became a healthcare standard uh in 1995 so we've only had the n95 masks that are like the mask for covid since 1995 is that why they're called n95 (gasps) because they're made in 95 i don't know do you know this sam as a nurse i only know a little bit about it because i just heard the podcast that talks about the history of the n95 they cheated off of my notes sounds like a fascinating (laughs) it was it actually was that's what chelsea actually prefaced this whole thing with is this a family-friendly podcast because it all started with a women's lingerie item so we will just leave it there and if you want to dig into it you can see where the beginning of the n95 (laughs) moving on We are going to be talking about something that, for the first time in a long time, the fun fact deals with the topic today. So yes. thank you. You're this welcome. is good. Relevant. Yes. Relevant. I, I had I had weeks to contemplate what to bring to the table. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh, by the way, Chelsea is doing well. She's yeah. healthy. Uh, I never yes. died. She she didn't. Some people thought she had COVID. We, we never said that. We never said she was even close to having it, but she was feeling a little under the weather, which is what made us nervous. Just a sign. So the topic for today, I'm going to call it COVID and culture shock. And that's from kind of an article written by, well, she was a missionary and she ended up getting married and she lives in the Netherlands right now. Uh, But her name is Jessica Wolves. She's a friend of ours. She wrote something, Emily, you and I had talked about how weird in this time of COVID-19 that this really is kind of like culture shock. And so um, she wrote the article. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we didn't have to do that. Um, and so... Thanks, Jess. Yeah. And, and so I think we're just going to dive in. And our hope is to talk about, hey, how we're coming through all of this time, but also how what we've studied as missionaries about culture shock can really maybe help everybody who's listening to this get through this time. And not just get through, but actually use it as an opportunity. So maybe we should just start out and talk about where we are as a country. Emily, I don't know if you could just give a a short version of like 
where are we as the Dominican Republic in this process? Yeah, I have a hard time. I feel like a lot of people have been sending emails like, how are you? And I feel weird to yeah. say, we're good, you know, <laughs> because uh, the Dominican Republic is going through their own processes in this. And we started everything in March. Uh, but now we're in the middle of May when we're recording this podcast and we are kind of entering into the new phase. The government is needing and wanting to open up economy again. And so we're in a phase one. They're trying to structure the, the levels of phasing and uh, trying to get people back to work and small businesses. And there are quite There are many, many um, cases that are being resolved as well here in Santo Domingo, where we live is where you have the majority of cases. Um, The big cities are getting hit just like all over the world. Um, So even though there's still a lot of cases, we haven't necessarily flattened the curve here necessarily, but economy needs to get back to normal. And so they're starting to use a word here in Spanish that would translate basically to a, like living with COVID amongst us. And so they're encouraging their citizens to, um, you know, take the proper precautions of wearing masks and, and washing your hands a lot, kind of what we saw in the beginning of March when we saw that that's how you kind of combat it, um, saying that we need to continue to do that and continue to move forward with life. We can't just live life in our houses anymore. We need to get outside and start living again. By the time you all hear this, uh, it will be phase two. And phase two means there can be 75% of the employees that are at a business, uh, churches, church buildings, as we like to say on this podcast, <laughs> can open because the church has been open always. Amen. <laughs> um, I, you know, that's that's something I'm passionate about. So that was a good summary. Thank you, Em. But apart from what we're kind of talking about officially, how is everyone doing? How is every, uh, how is everyone experiencing this? And probably to jump in right to the article, do you identify at all with these four stages of Jessica? I'll, I'll say it even before somebody responds. She says there are four stages of culture shock. I'm kind of jealous. I didn't think of this before. <laughs> uh, they all start with F in English, fun, flight, fight, and fit. So I kind of like that. I- anybody want to start? Well, I can tell you the first one, fun. When I was reading the article, I was like, amen, sister, amen. Because I really enjoy the first stage. Even though it was just one week, I really needed it. Because I was just a little bit overwhelmed with my thesis and everything. So I was really, I really needed that time. So when I read that, I identified myself with that article. I was like, yes, it was fun, but it was just one week, so... So you're, you're saying that your honeymoon stage, that, that fun stage of COVID lasted a whole one week. <laughs> just one week, Albert, this two <laughs> months, just one week. Anybody else? Did you have a period where you're like, this isn't that bad? I think, I think mine lasted longer than a week <laughs> because like when they put the curfew in place, like the street outside of our house was quiet at like 5.30 PM. And that was super rare because normally it's, really loud all throughout the night and especially on Sunday nights, like people are partying out in the streets and everything. And it's just been dead quiet. So that's, that's been fun for me. Like just the lack of noise Mm -hmm. out in the street. And I still enjoy that. I still go out there after like onto the porch after curfew and just listen to nothing. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's it. Yeah. Our, where we live is we live on a seminary campus. And so it is like all of this, green space we've been super blessed to be quarantined on the seminary campus because we're the only ones on the seminary campus 
And so we can walk around and we don't have to wear masks or gloves or worry about anything. And I think that was nice, like just kind of having this huge space all to ourselves. I liked that part. I tried to make fun last longer, but it didn't work. It didn't Um, work. (laughs) I made a bucket list and I made it really colorful and pretty. And we got about like halfway done. And I was like, I am so done with this. So you're saying a bucket list for the time of COVID. Yeah. Yes. I had no clue how long it was going to last, but we still have half done. It has like 15, 20 things on it. Yeah. Just like random projects. Make cinnamon rolls. (laughs) Yeah. Did you achieve that one? I did. It was a fail. It was a fail. Okay. We didn't try a second Emily time Emily was quarantining somewhere else, and so I didn't have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, that fun stage, maybe, uh, it, it is a real stage of culture shock. Yeah. We've talked about that in previous episodes. And when you get from one culture to another, you're whether you're moving or whether you're just on a, a work and witness or a short-term trip, a lot of times you only stay there. Because it's only a week. It's only two weeks. But very quickly, if you know you're in this for the long haul, you will get to the flight or the fight stage. Flight is basically disorientation. You want to avoid anyone and anything that's different. This actually happens in culture shock. Like, you know, as we've come, we've all experienced this. Not that I know for you probably experiencing a little bit when you went to India as well. But then the, the fight stage is also, you're just mad. You're just romanticizing what was before and you're even making fun. The author says you even make fun of the culture. I like, I like that. I don't like making fun of the culture, but, but I, I noticed that where we are trying, we're just saying, oh, this stinks, you know? So let's talk about the flight and the fight. Has anyone experienced that or is anyone currently in those stages right now of COVID-19? Yeah, I would say that one thing, um, not necessarily the fight, because I feel like even just in my own personality, I kind of was able to see that this is going to be a lot longer than just, you know, I was able to see that we had been following it since it had come out of the other side of the world. And now it's hitting our side of the world. and We're still following the other side of the world. And uh, so I think I moved past uh, the fight and kind of moved or past the flight and moved more into the fighting. And um, pretty quickly, like I was trying to set routines and schedules. And like, I even remember messaging Chelsea and I'm like, are you waking up at the same time every day? Do you have a routine. And I was asking the kids, you know, like, we need to create a space for you to do school and we need to make sure that you're dedicated. And, and I think there's things for me that are just my personality. That's like, okay, well, I want to have things in order. And, uh, I've found that in the cultures that we move to as well of like, I'm trying to understand when we're in another country and the things that are very hard, if I can make sense of them. And if I can put it into a routine of like, okay, well, I don't like going to the grocery store, but I have to go to the grocery store. So I'm going to go every Tuesday at 10 in the morning because it's the least populated, you know, or whatever that that comparison is. But I found that, that I did start doing that even in this time with, okay, well, the kids are in the house all day and they're studying. So how do I create, that's our new culture, right? Like I'm not sending them to school. We're in a new culture. How do I help create that to be a part of our rhythm and flow? Um, and I think a lot of people have tried to do that of setting. So like taking the bucket list idea of like, Hey, we're on va- you know, vacation. We're going to get all these things done. I'm going to learn how to do all these new things, but it's like, how do I live now? Like I can't yeah. just constantly be making cinnamon rolls because that's not a part of regular life. Oh yes. You can. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, contraire. <laughs> so, so, so to, 
clarify, these are coping mechanisms that we have, and especially we've mentioned some that right from the start, we've tried to control what we can control. And uh, when we talk about the flight, it's basically trying to avoid the COVID reality. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about that's flight, I'm sorry. And when we talk about fight, we're actually trying we're butting up against this COVID. We're tired of it. We're sick of it. So those, let me ask that question again. Is, has anyone, even with all of our coping mechanisms, even with all of that, have we experienced that at all? I think for me, like, like you said, it's living in between the two of them, like at the same time for me. So I've started like make taking this list that we made and like, okay, what things can I actually get done? You know, like what can I actually do to keep my mind off of this whole COVID thing and not being able to go to the hardware store, for example. And so that consisted of like cleaning the house a million times or finding little tiny projects that I can do cleaning the house again, you know, but also like getting tired of it. And like, there's some podcasts out there that just talk about the news. And the only thing that's on the news nowadays is this COVID thing. So I've stopped listening to a lot of those podcasts because I'm just tired of it. Mm -hmm. I just don't want, I just want to get away from it. I'm tired of putting on my hazmat suit every time I (laughs) go outside of the seminary campus, you know? So that's my like trying to live in between those two. So AJ, that's interesting. You're talking about flight, right? Like here is the reality and I'm bumping up against it all the time and I'm just done with it. And by the way, I should say culture shock is normal. This is, this is a normal process. So um, we shouldn't get down on ourselves for this. Yeah. You know, the same was happening to me, the same as AJ was facing. So at this stage flight, it was happening that I was so overwhelmed by the news and social networks and the WhatsApp groups. And I just wanted to throw my cell phone out of the window. I don't know why. I just, I just want to throw that away. I wanted to uninstall all the communication apps. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. At the same time, I don't know why what I was feeling this huge commitment because now the network is the only safe platform for us to go and make disciples of all nations. Even though we are still in quarantine, God is not. And his mission still continues. So that's why I think maybe we cannot go, but instead we can connect. And that's the thing we can do through networks. So I think it is not an option for me to disappear for, from networks right now. But, you know, I like something about that and the fact of connecting with other nations. And, and it has been amazing because during this quarantine and through this opportunity of network, we can connect. I've been able to connect with NYIs from Costa Rica and Guatemala and also from Puerto Rico. So it has been amazing to be able to do that. I cannot go, but still I can connect and I can make disciples through the network. So I think it has been something good about this stage. That's good. You mentioned something that I think is important. I feel guilty for being tired of Zoom calls and tired of WhatsApp and tired of these things because I know it's the only way we have to communicate. But at the same time, like it's okay to feel tired or frustrated at 
constantly seeing people only through a computer screen or a cell phone, right? So like, I think that's another thing that I maybe am, am wrestling with or, or fighting with in this culture shock phase. Well, and I think that's what we need to try to start figuring out. Like when you start to move into the fit phase or the, you know, the adapt adaptation stage, let's say that COVID brings a reality that the way you do friendship is not face to face. Like that would be the extreme, right? Like the way that you do friendship is always through social media, always through a phone call. We're never going to be face to face. Like, would we ever adapt to that? You know, like, would we get to a place in 15 years that that's not uncomfortable? That's not tiring. That's not fatiguing because that's the new culture, because that's just Mm -hmm. how we have to live. And that's why I think it's hard to know, are we really adapting to culture? Because right now we're still in those, like, this is tiring. Even though there is a way to live, we don't like living that way. (laughs) And so that's where to me, it like crosses the line of a missionary gets to the point of like, I can't just be tired of living this way all the time. Like I have to figure out a way to bring it into my life and embrace it mm-hmm. and say, I actually am a better person because I do life this way. And I don't know that we're there yet with COVID. Yeah. I am I, part of my strengths is positivity and it's pretty high. And so from the very beginning, I wanted to find a way through this and not be not be stuck in the frustration part. That's why I don't have very many stories for the middle. Yeah. Um, so like I got tired, I'm also very extroverted and I got really tired of just being just AJ and I all the time. And so, um, I contacted, we have a curfew, but I contacted a couple of the people in our neighborhood and I was like, listen, if we all wear our masks and we stay six feet apart, could we go walking together and just talk to each other from a distance? And that has been life-saving for me. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I, so that to me is a fit, like switching into that last of like, how do I function? I want to see my friends. I need exercise cause I'm sitting on a computer all day long. So how do I do all of that? And also fall into the COVID rules. So to me that I have a lot of my, uh, fight and flight s- stories. I think my brain has just like flushed them to the back and I've forgotten them because I'm trying to figure out how to get into that fit mm. stage. Yeah. Well, and that's awesome. I mean, that's a gift that, that God has given you and that you have innately, you know, and to recap, I mean, we're talking about these four stages, but we want to get to the fourth. We want to get to this mm-hmm. part where we're not just saying, ah, when COVID is done with, we'll just go back to things the way that they were. Mm-hmm. You can't do that when you go from the United States to Dominican Republic. When you go from Dominican Republic to India, you can't, you don't have that luxury. And so in the same way, life will be different. Mm-hmm. We need to move from fun to flight to fight. And we need to get to this fit stage where it's like, I feel at home, or at least I've found a way to feel at peace and at home in this new reality, whatever that may be. Yeah. I think some of that goes to like, even what are we doing to create 
the new rhythms and routines then. Like I've talked with parents that their kids are way over scheduled with sports or, you know, mm. music practices or drama or whatever. And they've been like, wow, our kids are just different people because they're literally not going anywhere because mm. they're staying in the home. And I know that their stories on the other side, but like, so how, how do we create that to be maybe a part of a new culture that we're coming out of? Are we going to go straight back into the, oh, well, I'm just going to over schedule my kid again because we can get back together as long as they wear a mask? Or are we going to say, hey, I really learned something from the 10 weeks that we've been doing this and we're stronger or our communication is better and we're not going to over schedule as much. And that might mean so we're not going to play baseball anymore because we're just going to play football or whatever the, the answer is, you know, but like for some people that is like terrifying to think of, could we really create a culture of taking something that big yeah. out for me, you know, and I kind of wonder what the world's going to look like as we move forward. Yeah, I think you're, you're onto something there. I mean, I don't mean to make light of because I know a lot of people have gone through a really hard time with this and I don't mean to make light of that, but there is something to be said about this time of like global resting or global slowing down. I think to be able to take time and think about what does Sabbath mean or this rhythm of rest, you know, and can it continue afterwards? I think that's a huge thing that I personally am taking away from this um, because I, I found myself really stressed a lot of times before, you know, all these mandates and things and I've fallen into this rhythm now. I've, I've, what's frustrating to me is because I feel like I've felt I've started to get into this fit stage, like this, this adapting to what's going to mm. be the new normal. And now, like all the governments are like changing back. Go like, back. Yeah. Go, just switch back, <laughs> flip the switch back, yeah. you know? And so that's what's frustrating to me. It's like, oh, I have to readjust mm-hmm. again, you mm-hmm. know? And that's, that's very much like culture shock too, because when we go to a new place and we're there for a while, we go back and forth in between these phases and it's like the whole world is creating a new culture, you know? And so for some people it's, multiple layers of this culture shock. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that there are people listening to this podcast or in the world, maybe your neighbor, if you're the one listening, that they've never lived outside of their bubble. So they have never walked through any of this, Mm -hmm. even in just like friendship and culture and life. So to, on top of that, this be a mandate from the government that says you are in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is 10 times worse in my opinion. I think one of the saving graces of this whole quarantine is that we have done culture shock. Mm. Like we have transitioned cultures. And so immediately we had, Emily and I had a phone call when this whole thing started of like, okay, how are you preparing? Like, what are you doing? And (laughs) like all the things that we think of when we're going to make a missionary move. Mm. And, and so I just, my heart has been praying a lot for the people that they've never left their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like this is so much harder for them. Hmm. You know, all this talk brings to mind a couple of things. And this is important because these are things that we've learned, even positive things that we can take with us as we now are living into this new reality. And I think, AJ, what you were just talking about is we've talked about it in other episodes, but reverse culture shock. Mm -hmm. When we talk about reverse culture shock, it's when you go back to your home, supposedly home country. Mm -hmm. But I've thought about that too. There will be something in me that's wistful when it's like, we don't have as much time with our kids. I mean, yeah. I am really enjoying that. 
I am truly enjoying that, you know, and oh, don't get me wrong. I am, I will be glad to get out and do a lot of different things, but yeah, there's going to be a little bit of of reverse culture shock and we need to be patient with each other about that. And then Chelsea and Emily and your comments earlier, you know, I was thinking how everyone is processing this differently. Like think, think about that. Normally a missionary goes from one culture to another culture and everyone in the new culture just feels at home. You're the oddball or your family is the one going through the culture shock. But in this case, we're all going through the culture shock and we're not all going at the same speed or the same um, velocity, right? So like some people are still, I needed this. I love this. I'm in the honeymoon stage and it's, (laughs) and it's been 10 weeks now, you know, and other people are like, I was done with this after week two. And I'm, I'm literally sick of this and they don't have families that are wonderful to stay with. You know, I mean, I really, it pains me thinking about some people I know that are in, you know, just homes that are almost abusive really. And so we all in this time need to have grace with other people. I may feel like I'm ready to attack the world and let's conquer, you know, just let, let's, let's be on mission, you know, cause that's, how I am. You guys know me, but you know, not everybody is like that. There are some people that are just like still not even ready to step out of their door, you know, out of their apartment, out of their, their house to really still interact with people and other people on the way on the other spectrum too. So let's all have grace and, and, and patience in this time with each other as we're going through culture shock. And I think part of it's because we're still creating this culture. And like, when I think about when we teach about culture, like Scott and I have been in the ministry of teaching missionaries, how to be a missionary for 17 years. So like we read a lot of books on this stuff. And like, I think about what creates culture and some of those things are even like the rituals of how to bury your dead and how to get married. And like, we don't have those answers right now. Like there are people that like all over the world, you can't be with the person when they're dying. And then you can't even go to bury them unless it's the two people that are close to them. Mm -hmm. So it's like ripping apart all of these real cultural customs and people are getting married. Normally we have like 400 people in one place and it's like, well, invite your closest seven friends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, we don't know that culture yet. And so what is this, the new world? Because yeah. we're creating all of the, what's the new way mm-hmm. to do these things as a world. And we don't have those answers yet. So it's, that's why even more so we need to have grace because nobody has those answers. Yeah. So we don't have history to, to pull from to say, this is how we do it in COVID. We, we just don't know we're creating it. So mm-hmm. there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. We're just all trying to figure it out. Something positive that I realized when this, all this situation is that there is something more real than our reality. What everything that we're facing right now, it's the fact that God is so faithfulness and lamentations 3, 22, 23 says that the Lord's mercies never end for his goodness never fail. There are new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? How great is your faithfulness? Praise the Lord. That is true. That is a good way to to finish. (laughs) We've all experienced some frustrating stuff in the last 10 weeks. We will experience more, but we've all experienced his faithfulness for sure. His mercies have been new every morning. Wow. I, I would love to know if people that are listening to this kind of have experienced any of these stages as well. Um, if you'd like to contact us, well, Emily, where could they do that? 
Yeah, we would love to engage the conversation with you on our Facebook page, The Worthless Servants Podcast. Uh, you can find us on mesoamericagenesis.org. You can also follow us on Spotify to hear all of the episodes. And I think the layer of hope is that people make it through culture shock every day. (laughs) So we will make it through this. And no matter what step that we're in, what stage that we're in, we will get through this. It's not something that will beat us. Don't feel alone. Yeah. Don't feel alone. People are resilient. God has made us that way. So thank you, Emily. Yeah. Thank you. We are the Worthless Servants. I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm AJ Fry. I'm Natalie Franco. I'm Emily Armstrong. And I'm Chelsea Fry. And we'll talk with you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.